Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird, not coming from you live, but I'm actually in Veracruz, Mexico. I'm recording this the night before because um, I want to hit the ground running during the day. When you're in Central America, you want to drive as much during the day as you possibly can. So basically, I'm going to hit the ground running uh, just before sunset tomorrow and push down even further as uh, far as I can. So get on our email list. Let me check. I, I'm, I forgot what this week's uh, subject is. Let me check that. But if you get on our email list, Dr. Stillman and I do a weekly lesson. And we're just going to look real quick and see what it is. I should have checked that before I logged on. Let me see here. What is it? Uh, 14th. That would be diet and blood pressure. We had uh, a number of weeks ago or a month ago, maybe longer, uh, we were going to do diet and blood pressure. Uh, and we got fired up and the internet just went to heck. So it was funny because the internet we had in Largo near Tampa was, was terrible. And so we had to postpone that for this another time. So this week it's uh, diet and blood pressure. If you get on the email list, go to stillmanwellness.com, opt in the email list, and on Wednesday night, you will receive a link to register for that. If you can't make it to the live, it's Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, you will be sent to replay. So the topic, should you drive through Mexico, what is it like? A disclaimer, I, uh, I'm driving to Nicaragua and uh, I'm moving there to basically start a gym on the beach. So it's always kind of been an, an outdoor gym. It's kind of been a, a dream for, of mine for quite some time. And I have a dog and I love my dog. And it makes it incredibly difficult to travel, especially when you have a pit bull. They tend not to, not to let them on planes and things as such. So I am driving. I, have, I bought a 2003 Pathfinder, got a bunch of work done to it. So I don't stand out like a sore thumb. Um, it's done really well so far. Um, let's start with who shouldn't drive through Mexico. If you're in a rush, if you're not patient, if you get easily frustrated, um, if you're in a hurry, you should not drive through Mexico or any, anywhere else in Central America. If, uh, you can't be patient, kind, have a good sense of humor, you should not drive through Mexico. Okay. Um, I had probably the worst experience I've ever had been through Mexican border so many times. And for whatever reason, they've, they've really tightened. That's the thing, you know, you watch the YouTube videos and you'll have people that'll say nobody stopped them at the border and they passed the, the little immigration office and they ended up at the other side of Mexico because nobody stopped them. Well, this time it was the complete opposite. I got stopped dead on, unpacked most of my vehicle. They didn't even care about the dog. Actually, the dog kind of helped me. Rommel, you know, was sitting there and the guy's like, man, you've been here long enough. You can just go through. So I was expecting Mexico to be my easiest border crossing. No. So I just smiled. I joked with the guy the best I could practicing my Spanish. Um, download Google Translate or a translator. Download it before you go because the Internet, a lot of these border crossings, you would think they have Wi-Fi, Internet. They don't. Okay. So be patient. Okay. And, um, that that's, that's the key. You always want to drive at night. 
or not, not at night during the day. That's something I have to get used to is because I actually like driving in the evening at night. Uh, cause there's not as many people on the road and I can just roll. And, uh, you cannot do that here. You do not want to drive at night. So I got delayed. I was in new Orleans for a little while and then I drove, um, I got the next day I got close to the border and then I crossed the border, but the border took me four hours. So it kind of delayed me and I was expecting to push down a little further into Mexico. Um, but I just, I couldn't get down as far as I wanted. And there was a military, there's a ton of military here right now. I think the cartels are causing a bunch of issues. There's national guard all over the place. There's checkpoints all over the place. So there was a checkpoint and there was about a 30 minute. I was only like 15 kilometers. It's, it's, everything's in kilometers here, which, which I'm comfortable with because I grew up in Canada. So just remember that when you cross the border in Mexico and it says 110, that's not 110 miles an hour. That's 110 kilometers an hour. That's a big difference. That's like 70, 70 miles an hour, right? You don't want to be going 110 miles an hour on these roads either. So luckily where this military checkpoint was, the action of the military was staying at the hotel. So I just pulled into the hotel. I think it was like $30 for the night. And I stayed there. It was, it was fine. Um, and if you have a dog in Mexico, watch out for the street dogs. They can be vicious. So you want to be very careful where you take your dogs out. They will come up and mess with your dog like crazy. So watch out for them. Um, the, the other thing too, is you got to understand the roads are going to vary. Um, you're going to have roads that are really good and you're going to have roads that are very bad and they have a tendency to put speed bumps. You've got to be dialed in. Like I can handle about six hours of driving on these roads a day because one, you're getting bumped and tossed around a little more than you're used to. You could drive a car here. Um, there's some really big potholes you got to watch out for, but it's like driving a motorcycle. And the reason I love riding motorcycles is because you have to be alert. You cannot be asleep at the switch here. You, you look down and all of a sudden half your suspension has gone because you hit a pothole or they have, so they, they, they have these, these roads that have a big shoulder. So they expect you to drive like in the show, half in the shoulder so that the people pass in the middle. So you'll have people come flying up from back and go around. I mean, semi trucks coming down the middle. I mean, passing like this far apart on the middle of the road. So you just have to relax and stay calm and just not freak out. And then, you know, you'll see like horses on the road. You'll see cows on the road. Um, we got backed up in traffic because there was like 400 horses in a parade escorted by the military. It's just really weird uh, in the middle of nowhere. And then you'll have a stretch of road where you basically are driving by yourself. There's no one with you. You don't see anyone for hours. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hit like four lanes of traffic with 18 wheelers side to side lined up and you're playing Frogger in these things, right? So you've really got to pay attention. And then you go into these small towns and they have these big speed bumps and a lot of them aren't very well marked. So if you're flying along, you could literally rip the whole bottom end of your car out. I'm really glad I have my Pathfinder, um, but that that's one thing you really gotta you really gotta watch out for. And you don't want to speed. You don't want to give them any reason to pull, other reason to pull you over. Um, so it's it's been pretty good so far. But I've forgotten. I I had no idea like how big Mexico actually is. Like I'm actually a good ways down, and it's still I'm. What am I? Let me see. Let me look. I am literally 
Uh, let's see, how far am I from the Guatemala border? I think I'm a thousand. I'm still a thousand kilometers. This is day. I'll be going into day three tomorrow. I mean, this is like being at home in Canada, like driving from the like the Canadian border to the Arctic, essentially is what I'm doing. And um, so, yeah, I'm still 801 kilometers, 11 hours and 56 minutes, right? Before I hit the Guatemalan border. And then once I hit Guatemala, it becomes a lot easier. I'm actually, I've changed my route. I'm going to go Guatemala, um, El, El Salvador, and then Honduras. And then it's just a little tiny piece of Honduras. Um, I originally was going to go just two border crossings and go Guatemala, Honduras, and straight into Nicaragua. But that requires me to drive all the way across Honduras. And I've, I've heard from several people that I used to work with in security and several people that I know that know a lot more about this stuff than I do that know the good and the bad and the ugly. I said, you do not want to go through Honduras, particularly you don't want to stay there at night. So by going through El Salvador, I only have to go through a tiny chunk of Honduras, even though I have an extra border crossing. So in those border crossings, try and get there early. And some people do it in an hour. Some people do it in two hours. Some people are there forever. You know, so the nice thing about today was, is I rolled into town and I was expecting, uh, I, I didn't, I went to the vet to try and get my health certificate in the United States. And, uh, one, once you get the health certificate signed, you only have 14 days to get to Nicaragua. So I was like, well, that's kind of silly. And he was updated on, on everything and, and they were going to charge me. They wanted to do like extensive blood work, the whole shebang. Like, it, you know, my dog's healthy. He's 15 years old. He plays catch like for an hour and a half every day. Like you can ask Dr. Stillman. He wears me out. He wears Dr. Stillman out. He's, he's actually chilling on the chair right over there. But, um, you know, He's perfect. He's, he's super healthy. Right. And of course, it, it's just ridiculous, like six, seven hundred dollars for testing. So I was like, I'm going to get this done in Mexico. And he needed a deworm. They have to deworm within 15 days. So I brought him down here. The vet, I, I looked it up online. I overlander. Great app. I looked it up online. Um, it said that this lady or this veterinarian does this stuff all the time. That's all they pretty much with the port and the airport here and people coming in going cause it's close to Mexico city. Um, this is pretty much all this lady does is the health certificates. And so she knows exactly. And the minimum requirement for Nicaragua for a dog is actually not that bad at all. It's like rabies, uh, like distemper. There's a, there's a couple of the, the common, the, the combination and then a deworm, that's it. So it's, it's not like it's massive requirement for vaccination and the health certificate is needed, uh, and microchip they They, they don't force re require it, but they, they strongly recommend it. So, um, got that. Actually, I was just going to see where this place was because I was expecting I was going to have to do it tomorrow. Um, so I literally just looked you know i walked up to the door and there was people in there and um you know i i pulled on the door and a lady a young lady came over and said hey what you know how can i help you and um she was uh she was i was like i i want to get health care from our dog you know do i have to come back tomorrow she's like no you got the dog with you i was like yeah she's like we can do it now so god went in got it, it was fun in 45 minutes you know gave him a dewormer the vet looked at him and went wow he looks amazing for 15 this is so great to see da 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 da, -da, -da. signed it done that's it there wasn't any, there wasn't any blood work there wasn't any 
crazy stuff. She just looked him over for like 30 seconds. Like he looks great to me, signed it off I go. So that's great. That's really gonna, that's really gonna help. So tomorrow I can hit the ground running at like six in the morning and then enroll and, and see if I can get at least close to the goal. I mean, I, I'm hoping that I can get, you know, get so that it's a nice, easy trip into Guatemala um, on Tuesday. And I'd also heard from several people that you pay your, your fees to get into Guatemala at the bank and the bank is closed on Monday. And so it's kind of a big deal to uh, get that done on a Monday. So they told me to go in on Tuesday, which it works out that I'm going in on Tuesday. So, and then Guatemala is not a bad place to stay, but Guatemala is a lot smaller than Mexico. Mexico is massive. New Mexico is really pretty. Like there's a lot of great topography that most people, like most people think Cancun, they think Tulum, they think Puerto Vallarta. There's a lot more to Mexico. There's a lot of great mountains. I'm getting to go by Santa, uh, San Cristobal uh, tomorrow, which is one of, one of my favorite places in Mexico. Uh, one of the places I considered moving to. I love that area. Lots of expats there. It's cooler. It's up in the mountains, incredible cuisine, incredible people. Um, so that, that's, that's an area I've looked at in the past and I love, I wish I had more time. I ha I, I have to be out of Mexico by Tuesday. So that's when my car insurance runs out. That's when my, my temporary permit for my car runs out. So you basically, you come in, you get a tip. It's called a tip. Mexico charges you like $50 and then they take a $200 deposit that you get back when you, when you exit the country. So you enter the country you get a tip, you have to get Mexican car insurance, which you can buy online. I think it was $70 for a week. And then you cancel that on the way out. And then you have to cancel your, your paper, your exit paper. And you have to show that to Guatemala and then Guatemala lets you in and you have to get a tip in Guatemala, a temporary import permit for your vehicle. And then you have to cancel the tip and cancel the, the, uh, the little, your you know, welcome in Guatemala thing but guatemala el salvador uh honduras and nicaragua are all kind of on the same system so it, once you check in there your 90-day clock starts running so that's basically you know how it works but um there's a few things that um i had to learn the hard way when you're going through the tolls stick to the toll roads in mexico if you are going to drive they're better roads they have emergency services. If you break down, they will come and fix you on the side of the road. Or if they can't fix you, they'll tow you somewhere. Um, always top your gas tank up because the toll roads go around a lot of the small towns. So you want to make sure I don't let my gas tank go below half. So I fill it up. They will also, they fill the gas tank up for you in Mexico. So when you pull up, you open the door, you get out, you open the fuel thing, you say, fill it up, senor or amigo, whatever you want to call them. And they'll go and you point at the 80, the 80, 87, and they'll fill it up. And it's, it's, uh, it's pretty expensive. Um, it's surprisingly expensive because it's, it's charged in, it looks cheaper because it's charged in liters, but you know, I'm spending about a uh, little more than I would in the States. Um, uh, Texas was the cheapest gas there was, but I would expect it to go down as I go further down, uh, in the country, but I get a little better gas mileage because the speed limit is either 80 kilometers an hour which is about 55 miles an hour, or it's hundred miles an hour, hundred kilometers an hour, which is about 60, 65 miles an hour. So I'm getting a little better fuel economy. And so 
that's been all right. So you pull up and I usually give them, they'll wash your windows and stuff. And I usually give them like a few pesos for doing that for me. And then you, you want to carry the five peso coins because usually uh, the banos, the banos, the restroom, you usually have to pay to get in there, which, you know, hey, five pesos. Um, they have an attendant there that cleans it and makes sure people don't mess with it. They're very, they're very nice, well-kept restrooms. So you want to do that. Um, most of the gas stations will take visa. The tolls, tolls are only in pesos. So I would go and get exchange, get pesos when you get into, before you leave the U S um, you want to make sure you research how much your tolls are going to be. Make sure you always carry extra, make sure you always have some extra pesos just in case you get pulled over and you have to negotiate yourself free. Um, I've had that happen a couple times to me and it's, it's, you just stay calm, you talk to them and they'll usually, um, you know, offer you some, they'll say, Hey, uh, you need to come down to the station. We're going to take your license to pay the ticket. You're like, Hey, I, I can't do that. You know, there's, there's a way we can work this out. And usually they'll throw a number out there and then you throw a number out there. And in the end, these guys are drastically underpaid. And, you know, the one time when I was in, um, I think I was in, was I in Cancun? Well, I was in Tulum and I got pulled over. And after I, you know, the guy said 3000 pesos and I was like, I only have a thousand. And, uh, I, I wasn't speeding. I was in a rental car. Um, the associate that was with me was freaking out. I was like, calm down, just relax. And I said a thousand. I have, I always have some pesos underneath my legs. So I don't have to reach in my wallet. I always carry my license, but I have a photocopy of it. So I show him my license and I hand him the photocopy. And so, um, you know, they'll threaten to impound your car. They'll do all sorts of things to make you panic and freak out. And you just smile and, and you just, you know, you listen. And then basically, you know, I, um, you know, I paid him a thousand. He looked at his partner, they nodded, I gave him a thousand pesos. And he said, you know, muchas gracias, senor. You know, I'm going to use this to like pay for some of my, my kid's school stuff. And he wrote me a little note that said, Hey, you know, you've already paid, you know, you're good. So he, he told me he would make sure that I didn't get pulled over again, which was very nice, which I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Uh, at least the corruption here in central South America is accessible to everyone. Whereas in the United States, it's only accessible to the elites. Um, you know, I'd much rather pay some poor guy, um, you know, 50, 60 bucks, uh, that's going to go towards supporting his family than to pay some civil government, you know, some government agency $300 because I went 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. I'd rather just pay the, pay the police officer off personally, you know, give him, give him a hundred bucks and be like, Hey dude, you know, take your kids somewhere nice, take your wife out to dinner. I, you know, I'd much rather do that. That's just, that's just how I roll. When you go to the tolls, make sure you have pesos. They will not take dollars. Okay. They will not take dollars. You will, you will be in big trouble um, I, I watched a poor guy didn't have pesos and luckily there were some people that were willing to exchange. Obviously he got murdered on the exchange rate, but there were people willing to exchange pesos for dollars. Um, ATMs are really hard to find. So I'd make sure you get your pesos. If you, if you do need to find an ATM, they're usually in shopping malls They're at banks. And, um, when you put banks into the GPS, sometimes it'll take you to weird places, but look for like the shopping centers. And I found there was one, I can't remember the name of the shopping center really high-end place, they wouldn't allow me to withdraw money. So I had to go to another another bank. Uh, but you want to look for banks. Um, they usually have a security guard there. You don't want to go to like the random 
ATMs that are just out and about. There's not very many of them around here because this isn't quite the tourist area as some of the other places. But you want to make sure you have pesos and you want to make sure you have pesos just in case they can't run your card. Uh, they will take dollars, but they usually gouge you on that. But uh, sometimes, you know, like out here, there were spots where I didn't have any cell phone reception for an hour, hour and a half. So make sure you have your route downloaded. Make sure you have English, Spanish um, downloaded on on um, on Google Translate or whatever translator you're using. And the people here are really nice. Like they, they try their best. Um, some of them, you can tell they speak English and they're just kind of, you know, playing with you a little bit. But most of the people are really nice. I get a lot of, I've gotten a lot of weird looks, especially in the small towns. I don't think they've ever seen a gringo that looks like me. Uh, some really weird looks, um, had some, some, uh, people come up and just talk to me. They're like, you know, that you lift weights, you know, that kind of stuff, but it's been good. It's been overall pretty good experience. Uh, knock on wood. I still got 800 kilometers to go about 600, 500, 600 miles to go. So I don't want to jinx myself, but overall it's a good experience, but you have to accept the fact that it can change at any minute. You know, I could be driving down the road and all of a sudden there's a roadblock and who knows what the heck's going to happen. And that's just, I mean, it's like that in the U.S. too. Like you you look at people get carjacked in Chicago. You're looking at, you know, there, there, there's places in the U.S. I wouldn't go at night. There's, you know, and I just am extra careful here. You know, I usually drive from like six in the morning to about three, four. And then I, I stop, I, I stop to let Rommel out and I just make sure there's no dogs around because that doesn't end well. And, um. That's that's super duper important. Oh, when you come to the tolls too, don't ever go to the right. The right will always be open. And that's like a the right, the far right one is like a go off to the local road. I did that today, unfortunately. And the poor kid was trying to explain to me that I needed to go over one. And uh, finally I got it. And I had to back up. And the people behind me were super nice and they waved and they laughed and I laughed and I went, I went next and 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 got on the toll road. The tolls are expensive, they're a little more expensive than they are in the US but they're well worth it. Um, the roads are much, much better, much smoother. Um, you can go usually hundred, 110 kilometers an hour and, uh, and you're fine, but you know, you need to have, you need to have, you need to be breathing through your nose while you're driving. You need to be present. You can't be distracted. Uh, I literally had no music on. Like I usually listen to a podcast or something. Nope. It's a hundred percent silence and I am focused on the road. Um, I mean, it is like, you've got to be in the moment and I'm sure Guatemala is going to be even worse. Um, Nicaragua, actually the roads are actually pretty good depending on where you're going. But so I'm, I'm super excited. I'm hoping to, so probably not going to make it out of Mexico tomorrow, which, uh, Monday, which is good because I'm not like, I've been told not to go into Guatemala on a Monday because the bank is closed. That makes it difficult. So I'm hoping to hit the ground running and get into Guatemala before noon on, on, um, on Tuesday, a lot of the not driving at night, um, maybe here in, uh, in Guatemala, I don't think they have the, you know, the cartel issues like they do here in Mexico, but a lot of it is farm animals, people sleeping on the road. Like it's just not, and there's no street lights here. Like even, even in, uh, in the town, the city that I'm in, there's no street lights like at all. Like it, they just don't have street lights. You know, so when it's night, it's nighttime. I mean, it's dark, real dark. And I like that, actually. Um, you can actually sleep in your car here. Like in the States, you can't sleep in your car because all the truck stops are lit up like a freaking Monday night football. Um, 
So you can actually, a lot of the places, if you're on a budget, if you buy gas at the gas station, they'll let you park the camp in the parking lot. They have security walking around. Most of the hotels have security, um, which is great. They're gated so that, um, you know, people don't steal stuff from your car. Um, you know, always carry photocopies, multiple photocopies of all your IDs. Um, that's super duper duper important. And, um, yeah, looking forward to sharing, uh, the rest of my adventure with you. And, uh, it's been fun so far and we're just, we're patient. We're, we're taking one day at a time, but you know, it's funny the the border I thought it would be the easiest so far, uh, was a little bit challenging. We'll, we'll look into see what happens. Nicaragua was the one that I'm prepared for the worst. Cause I hear they just search your, like they take every, make you take everything out of the vehicle, run it through an x-ray machine. Um, so we shall see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. But once I get through Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, just boom, that's, that's the borders are what's going to slow me down. And, um, and then once I'm in Nicaragua, I'm heading straight to Managua to get my Canadian passport. It's already there waiting for me. And then I'm going to head straight out to, out to Grand Pacifica and uh, start hanging out on the beach and I'll have a nice steady internet connection and I'll be able to get you know, caught back up with everything I'm doing. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you get on our, uh, by Thursday, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can be in Grand Pacifica by then. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. We'll see. But I'll be somewhere close to Nicaragua. I won't be in Honduras. I'll tell you that. I'll either be in El Salvador or I'll be in Nicaragua somewhere. Maybe I'll stay in Managua. I don't know. It's about hour and a half to grab a sofa from Namagua. And actually, you know, there's still time to get in on a retreat. If you know, that's one of the reasons I'm coming down early to get that all planned and going. Um, you can, you can email me at uh, Jim, Jim Laird at Stillman wellness.com. If you're interested in learning more about the retreat that we're doing at the beginning of January. So I hope you have yourself a wonderful day and um, I will be back here maybe live, maybe not. But get on our email list for uh, diet and blood pressure, 10 a.m. on Thursday. Just go to stillmanwellness.com, put your email in, and we look forward to seeing you on that lesson. We do those every week. So have a good day. Make sure you get yourself outside, and we will chat with you again soon.